If you yes. don't allow yourself time to recover, how do you expect to be a sustainable human performer? Hi, I am Alu and I'm your host at Fitero. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitero. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fitterobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. To the show. Hello and welcome to Fitness Pro Chat with Fitterobic. Today, my guest for this episode is Rui Da Silva. Rui and I will talk about how professional executives can deal with stress and adopt a healthier lifestyle. Rui is the founder of Balance Rebel, a holistic health company. After ded- dedicating two decades of successful career and achieving esteemed position of a regional director for global de- satellite companies, Rui embarked on a personal journey focusing on self-improvement, nutrition, and overall well-being. This quest led him to become a certified holistic health coach earning degree from renowned Institute for Integrative Nutrition, that's IIN, the world's largest nutrition school, and first stress management certification from Precision Nutrition. Today, he empowers individuals, particularly those leading busy lives, to regain control of their well-being step-by-step and on their own terms. Welcome to the show, Rui. Hi, Alok. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for having me and Congrats on your podcast. It's really good. Thanks, Rui. So let's start with the first question. Uh, why don't you introduce us uh, about yourself and uh, help us understand what is Balanced Rebel? Yeah, sure. My pleasure. Uh, so it's, it's the, the universe is a stranger things of telling us our own path, right? Uh, so I was in the corporate life. So uh, hi, everybody. My name is Rita Silva. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with all of you. Uh, but I was in, I was working the corporate life for more than 20 years. Uh, I was a successful top executive of satellite companies. I was the regional director uh, in companies like in Dubai, UK, and US, uh, until the moment COVID hit the world. And, and that was a gift. And my, most people thought that was a problem because uh, we're staying at home, we cannot do nothing. But the reality is that universe got us the thing that we've been asking for, time. And we had a lot of time in our hands, all of us, all of us. We are always complaining we don't have time, but suddenly we all have time. Limited space, but a lot of time. So I was stranded in Portugal. I went to see my mother. I was visiting my mother for a week. I ended up staying for three months because the world closed, the borders closed. So... And during that year, the project I was working ended. So I decided together with COVID, I'm also taking a sabbatic. And I isolated myself from the world. Well, the world was stopped anyway. I could not go anywhere. So all of my friends, they, they, they live outside of the country. So I isolated myself in Algarve and I started by doing emotional reprogramming. That is where I am now. Where do I want to be after? Like phones. All phones in an upgrade, as our system does, right? On taking on that, I I consider my journey. I was still on sabbatic, trying to decide what I want to do with my life. Uh, I knew I don't want to live in a big city anymore. I know if I want to be in the corporate world, I have to be in a big city. So it kind of didn't match my my own expectations for my life. 
And I came by coincidence. I was talking with a friend and she said, why don't you uh, do something regarding your health? You know, you're, you're 40, at that time I was 44, you're 44, you're in great shape, you maintain a very healthy living. I think people would be interested in, uh, in understanding. And I said, that's interesting. I never thought about it because I do it for myself. I don't do it for the others, right? So I, the next day, by coincidence, and again, there's a synchronicity of events. Uh, by coincidence, I was watching a show with someone that was an health coach. And I've never heard it before. So I said, okay, let me check what's this. And I, I read the description online and I said, I can see myself doing this. And the next day, so I did some, some, some research. I come across with IIN and the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And the lady on the phone, and I asked for information, and the lady on the phone said, uh, Rui, if you don't apply today, you have to wait six months because that's the next course. And I said, cannot be a coincidence. It cannot. So I, I signed up for the course, and I'm still thinking about, oh, I'm still going to go to back to corporate life. I'm just doing this as a second, uh, second thing. But in reality, I enjoyed it so much. But two weeks after, I decided, okay, I'm going to start a company. And that's what happened with Balanced Rebel. That's how it came from the idea. Now, the concept of the Balanced Rebel, which is the most important thing. Why the name Balanced Rebel? Because I don't want to be really the silver elf coach. I don't want to be uh, 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 just another name. I want it to be something that is a brand that people can relate to. And Balanced Rebel comes from you're rebelling against your own belief systems that you can't. You're too old. This is the way my best days are gone. Right? Those thoughts that limit our behavior, but in a balanced way. Because I do believe there's time and space for everything. There's time to consume fast food. There's time to drink alcohol if you want to. There's time to eat smart. I don't use the word eat healthy. I use the, uh, the word eat smart. Uh, there's time to eat smart. There's time to sleep. There's, party to par- there's time to party. There's time to work. There's time for everything. It just depends on how we manage. So Balanced Rebel came with a combination of these two things. Rebelling against your own limiting belief systems that you can, but believing that you can have a great life on a balanced way. From there... I took then a course, uh, a certification in the first in the world on stress management, sleep and recovery, right? Because my uh, aim was to help busy individuals to reclaim control of their life. Now, if you don't manage the the basic principles of energy, I'm not talking about the world energy, I'm talking your physical energy, right? Uh, How can you change your life, right? And you can't make your own energy. So if you can't make your own energy, the way you manage your energy will decide how you live your life. And that's the second stage of Balanced Travel. We call it Balanced Travel 2.0, where we help individuals transform ordinary habits, sleep, nutrition, stress management, time management, joy, um, nutrition, into an extraordinary life. Because if you master these pillars, you can do whatever you want. Because your energy is always, you play with your fatigue inventory and with your energy inventory. And with these two combined, you can do whatever you want. So it's not so much, 
I always said, I, I, I will tell in a bit, I, I, I have, I coach people around the world. I have customers around the world because it's a, it's an online platform, right? Yeah. So that yeah. I want people to be on the comfort of their home. They kind of open more. But the other day I'm giving a session to someone uh-huh. and it, that person is on a weight loss journey. And, and during the session I said, uh, you look, you look exhausted. And that person said, I am very exhausted. And I said, so there's no point on being on a weight loss journey. If you're tired, if you don't have the energy, if yes. your brain doesn't have the ability from an energetic point of view to process thoughts, how can Absolutely. you be able to take action? The only thing it's going to do, it's increment your emotional stress because you're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel, uh, more like fear and angry and frustration and all these type of emotions that cause your emotional stress. So in a way, if you don't know how to manage your energy and it's basical principles, it's nothing special. I'm not, I'm not inventing the wheel. Huh? We already do them. We just don't know yeah. how to leave them. Right. Absolutely. So, and that's how balanced travel came. So we're very happy uh, where we are now, where we stand, where, we do one-on-one sessions. We do corporate health coaching programs. Uh, and we're going to launch this month the, the online subscription model for group sessions. So where it will awesome. be 12 sessions in a year where each session will tackle a topic about uh, a, either self-coach or some of one of these ordinary habits that we keep repeating without paying attention to them. So that's that, that's really uh, inspiring, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people would learn a lot uh, from your journey. Uh, so, uh, coming to one of the very important questions which I have for you today uh, to start this podcast, especially work stress and in corporate life, most professionals face work stress. So, how does work stress impact physical health, and what are some of the common physical health issues? that can arise from unmanaged stress. Right. So let, let, let's first go tackle the word stress, right? What is stress? Because people okay. relate stress just to work. No. Stress in a, let me put it this, stress in a very simplistic way, it's an alarm system that we have built in our body. The, it stress tells us that something is happening right? That uh, uh, our homeostatic balance, which is the function of the brain, preserved homeostatic balance, is disturbed. And the purpose of stress is to call us for attention. Now, we need to take in consideration a couple of variables. Number one, even though we are on the 21st century, the body still reacts same way as if we were 300,000 years ago. All right? So, our reactions to stress are all related to where we work because from an evolutionary point of view, the jump we gave from agriculture, which was 10,000 years ago, to industrial revolution to where we are now, didn't give us time to adapt, right? From an evolutionary yeah. point of view. So we have to have that in mind. So if the purpose of the brain is the homeostatic balance and stress is an alarm system, right? Anything can disrupt our homeostatic balance. So stress is not just work-related. People think that stress is just work or traffic or your wife or your partner, whatever, right? 
but no, uh-huh. stress can be everything and anything, yeah. right? The sure. problem with it is that if you don't tackle your alarm system, if you don't uh, pay attention to what your body is telling you, it multiplies, adds up, and the other different stressors that exist will attack. So going back to the work stress-related question, it's not just work that causes stress. It can be sensorial, your sense, your smell, your lights, you know, if the room is too bright or too dark, too hot or too cold. Uh, It can be uh, physical when you exercise. That's physical stress. It can be emotional. And this is probably one of the ones that we ignore the most. It can be mental fatigue. It can be decision-making fatigue. It can be, these are, it can be then the pressure at work, right? Deadlines, all this. So everything is interconnected because we are an integrated complex system of different dimensions. So not just the work that causes stress, anything can cause stress. And the problem is that uh, the, the stress that you get from work or from home or from traffic on this, they will impact everything because they will impact your performance at work. They will impact your performance at home. So they, they're going to impact everything. So if you took note that where our body still behaves 300,000 years ago, right? So our response to stress will be our physical response to stress. It's not uh, uh, updated as of today. It's as 300,000 years ago. So the most common things is when you're in a, in a stress situation, the body shuts down the non-important systems of the body. That's why so many people have digestive problems, constipation, weak immune system, right. um, you know, headaches, uh, fatigue, sleep disorder. Why? Because yes. stress is supposed to put you in alert state, right? Exactly. Stress is telling exactly. you, yes. you, you might need to have any, you can gain weight by being stressed. For the simple fact that if you are stressed, the body goes to the liver to take sugar from the liver to process it into energy so that you have time to run. The problem is that we, we stay behind the desk eight hours a day. And if you don't move and if you don't do anything, what is the body going to do with that energy? Well, we store it as fat. So, so there's a lot of situations that um, can arise from stress. Uh, most common are sleep disorders. Number one, oh. digestive problems. Number two, mental health problems. Number three, uh, and reproductive system. Yes. system. So these are the most common. But again, we are, each case is a unique. There's no a standard behavior, right? So because, again, your perception about the event impacts you. And, the, and your answer to the same thing. So just picking up on uh, what you talked about stress, uh, we also hear the term called chronic work stress and conditions like high blood pressure, heart disease and weakened immune system. So can work stress also affect uh, blood pressure or cause heart disease or weaken our immune system? Any stress. Your thoughts can cause you that. Not just to work related stress. So what's the difference between acute stress and chronic stress? Acute stress is, let, let's say, let's let give this example. 
you get into a room and the room is too hot. You go there and you turn the AC on. Your AC starts working and you feel fine. That's acute stress. You have an event and find the solution, got the solution fixed and you're back to your normal condition. Now, chronic stress, the same room. It's too hot. But instead of connecting the AC, you just sit in the chair, hoping for better days. And the problem is that the room is still <laughs> very hot. Yeah. And, you think, and you start feeling uncomfortable and you start thinking, why am I here? Why do I need to be in this room? I can, yes. I can handle this. And that's when stress becomes chronic, right? Because you don't take action. And when you don't take action, what's happened is uh, if the stress is the alarm system that keeps ringing in your, in your body, right? Yeah. It, that consumes internal resources. And it, that's, that's why so many people now, nowadays face burnout. Fatigue. Why? Because they're ignoring the signs of the body. And the human body talks to you every day. It tells us through pain and emotions what's happening. We just keep ignoring it. And because we live in a pill society, we have a headache. Take a pill. Oh, I have diarrhea. I take a pill. Oh, I have stomach uh, acidity. I take a pill. I, I have insomnia. I take a pill. You take a pill for everything. But the pill works as a temporary solution, but doesn't fix you the problem. Right? Exactly. So if you don't yes. take action on that, if you don't talk to your body and say, yes. why, why am I having this headache? Why am I having this insomnia? You will not find the solution. So, and it's all related to chronic stress. The, Inability of answering to stress. True. And that True. causes what? Yes. All the symptoms you said, especially sleep disorders, uh, eating disorders, uh, heart rate variability goes very low, which means your yes. blood pressure goes very high. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. And so on and so on. Poor food choices. Stress is linked to poor food choices. Right? Uh, so many things because the brain is in balance. And for you to be an homeostatic, uh, an, an homeostatic you need to be in balance. So that's the, then the brain starts, please help me. I'm, I'm kind of lost in the middle of this. So yeah, it's very, it's important to distinguish chronic from acute in the sense that acute is a good stress. And why other people want to live stress-free lives and they say, oh, I want to be stress-free life. I always said, uh -uh. you know, I want to live stress-free. That would be probably the most boring life you'd have in the planet, you want to have a good stress management life because stress yes, is what brought exactly. us here. Stress is what make us, made us, made evolution possible because we had, we saw a challenge and we took action on it. That is the purpose of stress. Now, if you see an obstacle rather than a challenge, then when stress starts building up, so you don't want to live a free, a stress-free life. You want to be a balanced life. You want to live uh, a so, life where you're in control, where right. you know how to react or act. You don't need to have the solution, the problem, but you know that you have to act on it. So that's the difference between the chronic and the, and the acute. And yes, as you said, everything is related. Again, we go back to 300,000 years ago. So our stress response is linked to the way our body was engineered back in the days. Yes, absolutely. 
And what are the long-term implications of uh, chronic stress, especially on individuals' physical well-being? Let's start from the sleep disorder. The rock star of stress management is sleep. There's a purpose why we sleep. We don't sleep because it's a waste of time. I have so many people that tell me sleep is a waste of time. I say, no, no, please don't, <laughs> don't tell me that. You know, yeah. Sleep is the most important aspect of our life. That's True. why we spend two-thirds of our life sleeping. There's a lot of physiological things exactly. that happen during sleep. You know, for example, uh, your brain during your sleep shrinks 60% because our thoughts, they produce metabolic waste, right? And we don't have a lymphatic system in the brain. So the brain shrinks during the sleep so that you have a housekeeping in your brain so that they can be exiting, right? So there's a lot of things that happen. So if sleep gets compromised, then when things go down, because from that moment, your energy levels decrease, your ability to process your energy decrease, your performance decrease, your ability to repair inflammations in the body decrease, uh, your mood, mental health decrease. So it affects everything. And sleep is, is if, you, if you have an idea, the amount of people I coach with sleep problems, I, I, it's very rare that I found someone that tells me on, on the corporate life that tells me I sleep very well at night. Very rare. Because people don't... So let's look into technology and technology merge private life with pro- professional life, right? So most of us bring work home. But if you don't stipulate a boundary and you keep working until you go to bed or you don't break for a walk or don't manage your stress from work to home, then your brain is going to be doing what it was made for. Keep thinking. Processing information, processing thoughts, processing, and that will impact your sleep. So then everything, everything will be impacted. So, and we'll just start with that. I can give you more. I can give you more examples on uh, digestive problems. Uh, the amount of people that take pills for acidity yes. and, and acid reflux and, and constipation and, or bloating, all this is related to stress. Even eczemas on their skin uh, can be related to stress. Hair fall. Uh, don't, again, we're, we're talking about chronic stress when, when your body starts not being able to perform the basic thing, right? Very true. Uh, so uh, I think important will be to understand how exactly poor stress management, because you talked about sleep uh, when our, the size of the brain becomes smaller and there is a lot of housekeeping happening in the brain. Yeah. So how exactly poor stress management can contribute to mental health problems, especially oh. if we see anxiety disorders or depression? Yeah, it's very important. Uh, that's a very good question. It's very important because it's, it's like having a bank account. You manage your bank account, right? Everybody manages their bank account. They know how much money they have in, and they yeah. know how to manage their account. Same yes. thing. Stress management or energy management. It's, it's like managing your bank account. You need to be careful. You need to pay attention to the signs that the body is giving to you. If you go to bed for three days in a row and you're not able to sleep, 
there's an alarm system ringing. So what do we do? Well, normally we say to people, we keep going and, and expect for a better day to come. No, there's no better day to come if you don't take action, right? No one is going to do your, no one's going to live your life for you. No one's going to fix it for you. You have to be able to fix your own alarm system because it's yours, right? So managing stress Wait. is, it's listening to the body, the signs of your body. Have in mind that. Yes. Everything, stress can be everything and anything, right? So the weather is a stressor. The sun is a stressor. The work is a stressor. Our perception of that event, if it's good, bad, manageable or unmanageable, will be the, uh, will give us the answer to that stress response or will give us that stress response, right? Again, let's go back to the example of the, of the, of the, the room with the hot temperature, right? You went into the room, saw the room very hot. That's your body telling it's too hot. And your action was, oh, this is manageable. I have the AC. I go there and I turn it on, right? Now, you go to the same room and you don't do any stress management and you just sit there waiting for someone to fix it. Then you're not managing stress. You're just living Absolutely. the event. Yes. Right? Yes. Because you're not yes. listening to the signs of your body. You're just sitting there hoping for someone to come fix it for you. But no one's going to fix it for you because other people might not feel it's too hot. Other people might be coming in and going. So it's your task and your job to read your body signs. So that's how you start with the stress management. You know, uh, you, you said something about anxiety. Anxiety is something that's on, on, yes. on, on everybody's mouth nowadays. Well, anxiety, it's an emotion. Yeah. Right? which is linked to emotional stress. But anxiety, it's wrongly used for many things. Because anxiety, the definition of anxiety is your concern about a future event, you don't have control. And you get, you don't, because you don't have the control of the end, you get anxious. So most Rachel, people suffer for anxiety, but they're not anxious because actually they're just, giving it the wrong name. And again, True. we went back to, remember when I told you there's different types of stress? Emotional stress is probably the tricky one because it's inside our head. It's inside us, right? And anxiety, fear, frustration, anger, happiness, all these type of emotions, they don't exist by themselves. No one is anxious by being anxious. No one is sad for being sad. No one is happy for being happy. There's always a thought behind any emotion. Always. Now, how can you control that? By controlling the quality of your thoughts. Because there's only three things in life you control. 100%. All the rest you don't control. Or you have partially. You control your thoughts, your actions, and your mindset. Now, the tricky part, a lot, the tricky part of this comes from the fact that, remember I told you, our body behaves as 300,000 years ago. Exactly. And yes. the purpose of the brain is survival. Right? True. And how whoever engineered us, 
these are how we're going to make sure that we are not crazy. So 80% of our thoughts are negative by default. Means That means your thoughts are not real. So Absolutely. what causes you the anxiety might not be real. The thought behind the anxiety might not be real. So what can you do to manage all this? So the answer is we use the body to calm the mind. Because when you move so, the body, you stimulate the heart rate. You, the, bloods, the blood circulation goes faster. And what happens when the blood circulation goes faster? You get more oxygen and more nutrients delivered to the rest of your body. So your brain is going to start thinking that. So all this is manageable. Now, the problem with emotional stress is that most times we are sitting behind our emotions again, no action. So all this is yes. related to the mental well-being, right? Exactly. Because yes. the biggest impact that we have nowadays is mental health. How there's, there's lack of productivity, lack of performance, being miserable or unhappy with themselves, right? Because people live in their own head. People are living their thoughts, which they're not real. I'm not saying they're, un, they're not valid. I'm saying they're not real. You know, you know when we, sometimes I say we, and that inner talk that we have with ourselves, I'm so stupid, I'm so idiot, or I should not have done that. Why I keep doing the same mistakes of I'm not worthy, the others are better than us. These are yeah. all mean top girls in your head, right? So, exactly. And yes. they're not true. They're not true. Uh -huh. You know, one exercise I do with myself, I manage my own company, right? And as everybody, I'm a human being, so I have emotions. And sometimes I feel frustrated, uh, sad, not anxious, because again, I, I understand where anxiety comes from. But frustration, sadness, uh, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm hungry. And the first thing I do when I have this type of emotion is I go for a run. I like to run. So that's, that's my, but I, I, I do some movement. And it's surprisingly different. The quality of my thoughts in the beginning of the run to end of the run. Because I'm evaluating the quality. I'm, and I, I'm asking myself, I'm, I'm saying, why, I'm, why am I thinking I'm, I'm not there yet? Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. So that positivity helps to manage your inner stress. So we use the body. I, I also, uh, I'm creating a new comp concept uh, here in Egypt uh, called uh, brain fusion. Okay. Where it sounds it's, a interesting. Stress, it's a stress management and anxiety workout class. Uh -huh. Where okay. I, I created a, a, a series of workouts. People uh -huh. go to the gym to lose weight or go to the gym to look better. I always say, bah, those, those are the first ones to quit. Those that go <laughs> to, to the gym to manage their stress. Those yeah. that go to the gym to manage their anxiety and to be happy with their own improvement. Those are there forever. So I created a bunch of workouts where we manage, we learn how to manage the quality of the thoughts during the workout, where yes. we bring awareness to what were you thinking before, during, and after the workout? Was your brain helping you or fighting against you? Was you able to burn out or you're able to manage your energy by working out at the same time? So it's a very interesting concept. No, I, this definitely sounds interesting and I can relate to you in multiple ways because I am a runner myself and I, I can see visibly 
see the kind of thought process change when it happens. Uh, mm. Even if you are part of corporate or you're doing something on your own, stress is uh, is going to be always be there. Yeah. And then uh, involving ourselves in certain physical activity is one of the ways in which we can manage stress. Very truly yeah. talked about it. Uh, there's, so, there's, 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 sorry, uh, there's, there's, so if you ask me, what are stress management techniques? Uh-huh. Uh, sleep is number one, by yes. far, by far life. Then nutrition, smart eating. I don't like the word healthy. I think uh, the word healthy has been misused and overused uh, by anyone and everybody. I do smart eating and I do smart eating because you have the power to choose what's best for you. And that's why you live Very a balanced cool. life. A balanced life. There's no diets. There's no restric- restrictions. I have no one uh, under my practice that is on a restriction. Uh-uh. We <laughs> we learn how to change the relationship with the food in ways that works for you. So that's what we do. Rachel. We're not here to uh, put you temporarily in a restriction and then alas you 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 go back to your life and you gain the weight again. No, no. here to learn how to live to transform that or- ordinary habits into an extraordinary life. Uh, then movement, time management is very important. And one that is very, very underestimated, joy. Because people search for happiness. But Absolutely. the foundation of happiness is having joy. So if you don't yes. have joy, how can you be happy? You can. So marketing companies tell us that happiness is having a house, having a car, having going on vacation. No, no. Uh, happiness is the process of getting the money to do all this thing. That is the outcome. The joy. Joy is a great stress management strategy that we barely use. We don't use it daily, weekly, or annually. We know how to plan joy annually because we do our vacations. And we, we as you said, vacations with joy. Or when you have Diwali in India, or when we have Christmas in Portugal, all yeah. these are moments of joy. Absolutely, yes. So what about yes. the rest of the year? Great. How much joy? One question I always ask to, to my clients: How much joy do you have daily? And most of the uh, time, they kept like, "What? Yeah." If you if, if they already <laughs> come to me with a question, "What?" That means you already don't know even what is the meaning of joy, right? Joy. Absolutely, yes. Is that those small little things that make us smile inside that we tend to neglect. And this, these are very simple things. Listen to your favorite song once a day. Not when the song gives it in the radio. No, no. I'm going to play this song. Uh, sitting outside for one minute and look to the sun and be happy for being alive. Or to your kids or to your partner or to your career. Show some gratitude yes. to you in the sense of, damn, I did good. I've been good. You know, but go for a walk, interact with your pet. You know, have a, if you don't have a pet, interact with other people's pet. You know, talk to, to a stranger. Uh, Absolutely, yes. Do something new, something that excites you, you know. And, and the same thing, weekly. Do you have any hobby? Or just you go home and you sit in front, uh, you become a couch potato and watching Netflix. Nothing against uh-huh. Netflix. I do Netflix, <laughs> but I allocate time Absolutely. for that. I allocate yes. time for that. 
Netflix doesn't take my, my free time because I'm, again, why do people rely on Netflix? Because it doesn't consume energy. And people are too tired, too fatigued, too exhausted true. to do other things. True, true. Right? Very true. So, yes. So if you don't, speak, I can speak for hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that these are very valid points which you we are talking about. And one of hmm. the things that happens, especially with stress, is uh, uh, relationship with family, friends, and colleagues get affected. So, or would you suggest some of the strategies that individuals can employ to maintain healthy connections during the stressful times? Yeah, of course. By the way, family is a big stressor. <laughs> family can be a major cause of stress huh? uh, not just work family relationships can be a major cause of absolutely, stress absolutely yes uh, look it's always it's let's put things into perspective stress is our perception about an event an event right good bad manageable yes. or unmanageable and our reaction to it so if you are in a situation that uh, uh, your, your balance is being disrupted, evaluate the situation before you react so that you can respond. You know, yes. we tend to react to stress. We don't respond to stress. Exactly. exactly. Right? So you have to assess the situation. And now you might say, oh, it's not easy because the life is very busy. No. It takes the same time of, to process the thought. Right. So, and listen to the, the signs of your body. Anyway, if, if you're if you're in a if in an argument with your in a, with a relationship, don't 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 engage on the argument because that's going to take you on an emotional spiral. Right. Take a deep breath. Process your thoughts. Make sure that uh, the situation is good, bad. You know, you make a quick assessment. It's not the end of the world. There's small breaks. Take a break when you go, and I said they will take a break and go for a walk. Listen to your favorite song. Go eat some bunch of uh, uh, almonds or do something. These are breaks that can help you with stress. If you are putting into work-related stress, I suggest, so if, if you want to be very, very analytic on the, on the topic, if you, you should align your breaks with your sleep cycle. Yeah. All right? So your sleep, we have five cycles of sleep. Each cycle is 90 minutes. So every 90 minutes, you should do a break, right? Because they become more effective. I know, I know exactly. this is too much. And I, people say, I'm not going to be controlling the time. And, and um, Do some small breaks in the morning. If you're at, at office, take one or two breaks. And one or two breaks of three, three to five minutes. You don't need more than that. Yes. But to do something that unwind is not sitting at your desk and reading emails. That's not a break. And don't True. eat at your desk. Don't eat at your desk to save time. That's not a break. You're not giving yourself time to look to the food is going to become you. So absolutely, don't eat at your desk. Do absolutely. breaks two in the morning, two in the afternoon, before you leave. After you leave work. And before you get into your car, go for a walk in the neighborhood. Or if you yeah. can't walk in the, there, when you uh, park home, go for a walk in the neighborhood. And if you use public transportation, leave one stop before your destination and walk home. Walk is free. 
doesn't sure. consume any time. And in the meantime, you were walking towards your destination. You will look to other things with a beginner's mind. And you're managing your stress efficiently. If you, now, if you put into perspective how today's life is, work, 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 public transportation, commuting for one to two hours, depending on the big city. Huh? And then you reach home, ordering food, I'm too tired, bottle of wine, Netflix, and, and you try to sleep so that you wake up fresh because you have another day tomorrow. Yes, exactly. That's, that's exhausting. No wonder people are tired. Now, you can do all this. You can still work, but between work and home, manage your strength by walking or go to the gym or do these breaks on the weekend rather than sitting in your couch watching Netflix. Engage in activities that replenish your body. Sitting, we, we believe, I did a podcast, uh, it was actually la last week, about uh, screen time. Uh -huh. Sitting in front uh, of the desk, uh, okay, to, to because you're too tired, thinking that you're resting. It's a it's a no. false belief. System. I agree. You're just distracting your brain. You're not resting. You're, you're using screen time as a distraction. So, I know it sounds weird, but the best thing to do after uh -huh. a long week or a long day is to move the body because that's how you manage your energy. Great. So you talked about a lot of strategies which people can employ to manage stress. Could you also share a few more tips on how professionals can maintain productivity and focus in a high stress work environment? Yeah, absolutely. Have in mind that performance is related to recovery. Let's take the Olympic Games as an example. Do you uh -huh. know any Olympic athlete that is constantly training? No. No, no. Absolutely no one. So do you know any Olympic athlete that is intensively training before the competition? No. They're probably resting, right? Why? Because recovery is the secret to performance. If you yes. don't allow yourself time to recover, how do you expect to be a sustainable human performer? You can't. It's impossible. So most people of most organizations think they need to burn human capital. You know, fashion industry, it's one of those uh, type of industries that they burn human capital a lot, right? Because the name, people don't want to work for the brand or the name or things like that, they're willing to burn themselves at all. So first thing you have mm -hmm. to understand is the concept of energy. Yes. You need energy to live and you can't make your own energy. What are the energy replenishers? Sleep, nutrition, movement, joy, time management. All right? How are you going to include this in your life now? Now, let's start from sleep. The, make sure that your sleep is not compromised. Okay? If... And how do you measure that? The time you have need to fall asleep and the sleep quality. If you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet and then you go back again and you fall asleep or you're one of those persons that stay in bed for hours until you fall asleep or wakes up in the middle of the night thinking about work, life or other things. Now, this is the first sign that you need to change your sleeping routine. Okay? So make sure that 
no screen time before going to bed. The iPads and the phones, they have a blue light that disables the melatonin production in your brain. So no screen time before bedtime. TV is okay, but iPads, computers, no. So at least half an hour before going to bed. Make something that winds down your brain. Okay? And same thing as you do in the morning. You wake up and you don't go in pyjama to work, right? You get, you wake up, go to the toilet, stretch, take a coffee or two, talk to your True. wife or husband, whatever rocks your boat, uh, yes. uh, you know, read the newspaper, you know, choose the clothes to get ready to work. Same thing as sleep. You can't expect after having an extremely busy day to go to bed and fall asleep immediately. It's not going to happen. Absolutely. Because the, yes. the body is full of energy. And you need to manage that yes. energy. Uh, so that's that's one. Okay. So uh, it, it, expecting to go to bed after a busy day at work or in your life, you might be busy not working. Huh? And again, you don't, stress is just not related. To, and expecting to immediately unwind your brain and go to bed and fall asleep, it's not going to happen. So a sleep hygiene or sleep routine it's important. The day starts when you go to bed, not when you wake up. When you go to bed and the way you sleep at night will define your ability to manage your life the day after. So number one is sleep. Pay attention to your sleep. Make sure your sleep is not compromised. And if your sleep is compromised, it's a sign that you have too much stress. The body exactly. telling you have too much stress. That's why you can't fall asleep. Exactly. Okay? So, sleep routine. The most important hour is the 30 minutes, the 30 minutes before you go to bed. This, this is the golden hour, right? That's the moment where you need to tell your brain, buddy, it's time to go to sleep. So the brain gets, yeah, let's go to sleep. Right? So sleep is number one. Second thing, nutrition before we go to move make yeah. sure what's the function of food the function of the food is not pleasure the function of the food is not to make us feel good the function of the food is not because we need a compensatory escape room that's not the function of the function of the food is to provide us with energy right yes absolutely yes so if you're eating, if your relationship with food is an emotional relationship, so you're feeding your emotions, not your body. You're feeding your brain, not your cells, right? You're looking for a compensatory escape route because your life is an imbalance. Then you won't have energy because you're eating foods that reward the brain, not that body. So this number two is look to your nutrition. Are you eating food from an energy source. And I don't mean broccoli, boiled broccoli and, and boiled fish. No, no, no. I mean smart eating. I mean diversity. I mean having a, the relationship with food is today I had steak, that night I'm going to eat fish, tomorrow I'm going to eat vegetables and after tomorrow I'm going to have uh, complex carbs with meat. So trying to have a little bit of diversity. Why? Because if you're an investor in the stock market, anyone will tell you 
to minimize the risk, you diversify your investments. Same thing with your, same thing with your body. To minimize the risk of illness, diversify your food intake. As more nutrients the body has, as more prepared will be for the battle, which is life, right? Third thing, movement. Movement. The human body was made to move, right? Rule number one, not to be seated behind the desk eight hours a day. Life, evolution, put us behind the desk for eight, nine, ten hours. Fine. Nothing against it. Now, but the way we move during and in between will be crucial, right? Uh, so from a movement point of view, people will tell me, I don't have time to go to the gym. That's fine. Don't go to the gym. I never said you need to go to the gym. I need to say, I said, I, I said you need to move and move can be anything. Can be walk, can be dancing at all, can yes, be do, exactly. doing squats, jumps at the work, and you can use your brakes to move. So if yes, you're in the office, exactly. you can do every two hours, those three to five minutes break, do squats. Not True. only you're managing your stress as you're bringing some fun into your life. If you don't like to squat, dance, play your favorite song. But movement, it's not, yeah, the, exactly. it's not a luxury. It's a necessity. True. Right? If, True. Even if you want. So here's the tip. If you're a business professional and going to a meeting, the best thing you have to do before you go to a meeting or closing a deal is to do a bunch of squats. Why? Because you're going to accelerate your heart rate. And now accelerating your heart rate, you're going to pump more. You make sure that blood circulation is stimulated and you're going to pump more oxygen and nutrients to your brain. The organ you're going to be using during the meetings for the negotiation or the meeting process. So before any important meeting, move your body. Right? Squats in yes. the office doesn't kill anyone. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> or going through the stairs, you know, make sure you go for a walk. It's very True. important to understand the correlation between how we, we act, right? Because we're made to move and how we live today. Our living conditions decrease the, the body performance. Right? Exactly. So in exactly. that, that note, if you're an if you're a executive, if you're a business person, or if you're at home, it doesn't matter. Make sure you move. It's, it's, again, it's, it's not a joke. Uh, it also helps you incrementing a calorie expenditure and being on, on, on using more calories, right? And the feeling good and releasing uh, the dopamines and things like that. Time management is number four. It's one thing we know for sure. The day is the most democratic thing that exists in the planet. Everybody has 24. No matter if you're the king of Bahrain or, or the king of Spain or, or if you're a farmer in India or a taxi driver in Brazil. We all have 24 hours a day. Now, the problem is we overbook our day with more tasks than the day can handle. So we're always in overbooking mode because we always think there's going to be time. No, no, there's no time. Time is the most scarce resource we have in the planet. It's democratic, but it's also very scarce. For you to understand time management, you need to understand how valuable time is. And time has no value because as soon as that minute is gone, it's gone forever. So use it wisely and use it good, right? Now, understanding that Time is finite. 
and that we are in overbooking mode constantly. The, yeah. key, the key is to manage your time. So everything that is important, non-negotiable, that should be a priority. Eisenhower, the, the former president of US, had, had the, 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 it's called the Eisenhower matrix for time management. I, I, yes. That's a, that's a great matrix. I also yeah. use the availability time, which is a very simple exercise. You go to an Excel uh -huh. sheet and you yeah. put your wake-up time and the bedtime. This is your available time. So let's assume for, for illustration purpose now. You wake up at 8 in the morning and go to bed. Uh, you wake up at 7 and you go to bed at midnight. So you have 7 hours of sleep, right? 7 to midnight is your available time. Now let's do this exercise together. You're going to be surprised. You work out 8 hours. So from, this, so from 7 to uh, 10, you have roughly 16, uh, 17 hours. Uh, let's pay, let's yeah. put 16 so for you. So you sleep 8 hours, you go to bed by, at midnight, you wake up at 8, so you have 16 hours available, right? True. You spend 9 hours at office, minimum. That's 9 hours of available time, gone. That means exactly. that you only have 7 hours left. Now you need 1 hour to go to bed, to get ready to go to work, and 1 hour to go to bed. 2 hours. And we have 5 hours. You have one hour to commute each way to work, right? So we remove two extra hours. So it give us two from the, the total hours left, it's two. And we have to have lunch and dinner. Do you Very see true. how the Very day true. is already booked? Absolutely. I think that that's so, quite insightful, yes. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is, if you don't manage your time properly, you will not be living life you'll be just passing by, right? Because you always exactly. have the sense that, oh, I haven't done, oh, I didn't do anything I wanted. I didn't do everything I need. Oh, I'm so bad. I should have gone to the gym, but I don't have time. Oh, I should have eaten better, but I don't have time. I should have done. Look, again, we're expecting someone to fix our problems. Yeah. But exactly. we are the only responsible for our own time management. No one is going to tell us how to manage our time. We need to be in charge of it. We have to. We have to be in power and control and in power of our own choices, right? So what, in no, what's, for example, if you ask me the question, what's not important, what's important and non-negotiable to me? Sleep. Okay. Absolutely. Nutrition. I have my meals. I, I home cook or sometimes I yes. order depending on my situation. Moving my body. All right. Work. I have work. Work has to feed me, right? So yes. these, that, these are important non-negotiable situations. Now, Netflix, I don't care. Screen time, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Things that we, we put as a relaxation technique because we're too tired, because they don't consume energy. I don't care. I, say that's how you start managing. The same thing applies. And the last one is joy. And the joy is, is not happiness. We tend to confuse joy and happiness. A joy is the foundation of happiness. And joy is the process, right? How much you work to get the money to buy the car of your, the dream car. Or how much things you have done, you know, probably your parents tell you, and my mind for sure that you don't have any idea how much I have to do for you to get this. Now that's the joy, right? Uh, so the joy is something that makes your soul smile. 
makes you so, put a smile on your face. You know, when you go in the car and there's this rain after the sun and you see rain, oh, look how nice. Absolutely. When you listen to your favorite song, when you play with your pets, when, when you say hi to a stranger. So, right? So, uh, and how can you, now let's translate this to the business world. How can you bring joy to workplace? Very easy. Breaks. Every two hours, do three to five minutes break. And on that break, do something not work-related. Something that you wanted to do. Something that will give you the feeling that you're doing something good to you. That you're living your life. That you're in control. Right? Uh, invite a colleague for a coffee. But don't talk about work. Talk about the weather. Uh, do a couple of yeah. spots during, uh, at work or lunches or go through the stairs, go for a walk. Do a meeting walking around the neighborhood rather than sitting in a meeting room. The, the other day, I, I'm, I'm working on, a, on a, a retreat for the body, mind and soul. And uh-huh. I was uh, with the general manager of the hotel. And you know where was our, our meeting? Running. Ah, okay. Is <laughs> a runner. I'm a runner. So I'd like to join... Let's speak during the run. Fair enough. Uh-huh. So that's how you bring joy into life. It's thinking a little bit outside of the box, right? Don't sit behind a desk seven to nine hours a day. Your blood is not stimulated. Your mood's going to be irritable. You're going to be living inside your head. Your quality, your workload is going to be uh, affected. Uh, so recovery is a necessity. The only way you're able to perform is if you recover. And any company or any organization that tells you you need to live your life inside the office, I'm sorry, but I don't want to work here. I'm sorry, but I I work to make a living and I don't live to make... I I work to, to to have a life. I don't live to work. Right. So, and, and, and companies also need to understand that if they ask someone, because it's, it's two ways, it's just not, it's not just the, the individual organizations also need to understand that the, the, the churn of human capital affects a company. Yeah. Right. So losing, losing valuable human capital is a concern for company because there's a drop in productivity. Having someone exactly. that's there by being present, but it's absent on the mind because the mind is traveling somewhere else or because the productivity, is, it's affected. And especially in people of my, my age range, right? Uh, at 20 and 30s, and uh, there's always the, the, this myth that companies want younger people because they have more energy and they have, no, it's not they have more energy than a 40-year person. They have less accumulated stress. Yeah. Therefore, their energy levels are more manageable because they still have more energy. Now, when you have 20 plus years of accumulated stress on your back, how are you going to do that? You're still valuable. You're, still, you're mm-hmm. probably better from a performance point of view than a 20 years or 30 year old kid that just graduated from college because you have your experience. But companies and, or, and, and people, they're not looking at that. They look, oh, his performance is reduced. I'd rather have someone that is willing to give the maximum. Well, do you want someone to give the maximum for one year or two? Or you want someone that is constantly at 8%, 80% uh, 
30, 40 years of their life? I think the question is a no-brainer, right? Unless you want to yes. burn capital, human capital. If you want to burn human capital, that's your decision. But if you're looking into maintaining a sustainable human performer, both in private or public, uh, doesn't matter. You need to look into these variables. So recovery is important. I, I even say, I even said the, the, the this joke. Uh, it's not a joke, but I'd actually say this. I said uh-huh. if I'm if I was working on the HR recruitment department of any company, the first uh-huh. thing I would ask to anyone before looking to the CV or seeing the experience is, how do you sleep at night? Because mm. that will define if that perform if that person will have sustainability or not. That's how you manage stress. Your ability to sleep, your ability to manage yourself, your ability to make sure your food choices. This is what people should be looking for. Next to the education, I'm actually working with uh, with the Swiss Business School. Uh, that's uh-huh. what I did. I did my MBA. Uh, I'm being a guest lecturer for more from the executive MBA exactly on that topic, on the topic of people be sustainable human performers. Uh-huh. And for that, you need to look into your ordinary habits, those that we keep repeating every day that impact our stress, that impact our recovery, they impact our energy management, that impact our ability to live our life. So, and we keep ignoring them because we all sleep, we all eat, we all, you know, but we, we actually forget to manage the impact it has in our performance. So, so these are the tips of, well, there's more than one, <laughs> actually, Yeah, I think you summarized it very well. And uh, you talked about how to break the cycle of stress and regain a sense of life satisfaction. Uh, So one of the things which I would want uh, to understand from you is more on how can people uh, differentiate between stress-related physical symptoms and symptoms of other medical conditions? Mm, That's a tricky question. Okay. Uh, Because... uh, so bipolar, it's a medical condition, right? So that's not, that's, that's not stress related, but stress can be a trigger to situations, right? Uh, now on that situation, we work, I work with, with a psychiatrist as a, as a multidisciplinary team when it comes to these situations. Uh, but uh, have in mind one thing, current medicine tra- treats the, physical aspects of the body. If you have diarrhea, they give you uh, Imodium. Uh, if you have, so they don't look for the combination of all the factors. So first thing you have to, to, to understand and, and to try to differentiate, do you have the solution to your problem? Most people do. If you don't, it's a medical condition. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's very easy. You know, if, do you know, it's like when people say, oh, I have insomnia. I need to go sleep doctor. And the first question I'll ask, what's happening when you go to bed? What are you thinking? And people yeah. will describe, people have their solution. You are your own best doctor. You just, I had a customer. Uh, he was actually a friend before he became a customer. Huh? Uh, mm-hmm. That was constantly bloated. We went all the doctors everywhere. 
There's nothing. They did all types of exams, all types of bills, until it came to me. And I told them, by the way, that's stress. That's not physical. There will be no doctor that can help them because that's a, a stress response to your chronic stress. Uh, and he, he has the answers, you know? So normally the first thing I do and I do for myself and I suggest to the others, ask yourself, why? Why am I not sleeping? Why am yeah. I eating bad? Yes. Why am I procrastinating? Oh. Why am I why am not wanting to move my body? And then you're going to have a solution or not. Most probably you'll do. And then exactly. be, regarding the mental, mental case or mental health, it's, it's a field I do not domain from a medical point of view, right? So I cannot manifest it an opinion on here, but uh-huh. you can't disregard the impact of mental stress and emotional stress for a mental well-being. Now, have in mind that how is this manageable without going to the doctor? Yes, by controlling the quality of your thoughts. If you don't have a pre-medical condition, uh, by understanding what is generating that thought, what's producing this. Mental fatigue, decision-making mm-hmm. fatigue, those are a reality. Overthinking people, these are a reality. And all this contributes to mental illness. Yes, but those exactly. are manageable because cool. you have control of your thoughts. You can do this. It's just the problem is again, we sit inside the, the room filled with the hot air without an action and expecting someone to come and do that for us. No, we have to take action. No, true, true. Very true. Uh, so, can you share some success stories or, or examples of individuals who have transform their quality of life through effective stress management. Yeah, all of all of people that pass by me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair answer. Uh, it's, I, it's one of the things that, uh, you know, sometimes clients become friends, right? And, uh, and uh, sometimes I, I go out for my friends. They're my friends now, but they're big, they started in my clients. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm at the table and I, I, sometimes I say, please guys, stop. Because they said, you have no idea how you transform our lives. You have no idea the insight you gave to us. You have no idea. I don't, I didn't do anything. I'm just a guide by their side. There I have the solutions. I just facilitate uh-huh. the communication between themselves. Right. So I have people that lost weight. They've been on weight loss journeys for all their life and they keep yo-yo. They go up and down, up and down with body dysmorphia. This is all stress. This is emotional and mental stress. And uh, since they've been with me, they lost more than 14 kilos consistently and maintained for more than two years. Um, people that had uh, sleep disorders, uh, substance abuse. We, we, we managed to fix substance, substance abuse or drug drug related issues uh, mm-hmm. just by fixing the sleep by 70%. As the, the person still wow. consumes, there's, there's an addiction there. So I'm not saying uh-huh. I, I heal addiction. No, no. But the fact yeah. that you work on your sleep, you have more energy. Therefore, you need less helpers. You know, it's because the body asks for help on this. Um, we, uh, I had people with uh, eating disorders from emotional stress. 
you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have so many. Yeah, old people, normally, if someone comes to me because they have a problem. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I don't know. I, you, you, maybe it's, it's I, I burnout people, people that have been burned out. Uh, that's a tough one. Can you, the funniest one is someone that was addicted to sugar. Okay. That was the most difficult thing I've done. Because that was a big relationship and dependence on sugar for living. Um, Helping people and companies managing time. You know, you are a success story if you wanted to be. I always say you you will not rely on me to to have success. I'm not going to do the push-ups for you. I'm not going to be on the journey for you. I'm not going to live your life for you. I'm not going to tell you what to eat or how you should be living your life. Enough, enough of these uh, dogmas and how people have been telling us how to live our life. But what about if your body is not agreeing with that? Now, I'm going to help you and to find what works for you. And that's why all the cases are a success story, because they don't depend on me. They depend on them. Sure. And if you're committed yeah. to be a better version of yourself, then the world is yours. There's... There's no unsuccess stories unless you don't want to. If you don't commit, then well, I can't. Doesn't matter how good I am. Doesn't matter how fantastic my coaching skills are. You're not Absolutely. committed to you. You're not committed to you. And that is like uh, it's it's that's why I say it's not that I'm good. It's that the people that work with me, they're committed yeah, yeah. to become a better version of themselves, or at least to learn how to live better. Right. True. And I True. always say, I'm not, I'm not your master. I'm a guide by your side. I walk hand in hand in your journey until you tell me stop. But I will never tell you what to do, but I will explain you what the things are. And then try to understand what's your relationship with that, with stress, for example, with time management on these things and try to see if it works or not working. Most cases are not working and then we fix it and we make it work. That's why it's a success story. Not because of me, but because people are committed to change and transform their lives. Very true. I mean, everything rests with the individual. Uh, and uh, most coaches are only facilitators, helping them out to understand and differentiate between what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings me to my penultimate question today. Uh, so are there any specific stress relief practices that professionals can integrate into their workday to maintain focus and decision-making abilities. Yeah. For example, for if you travel, if you travel by plane, so you're going to expose yourself to different time zones. So there will be an internal deregulation between your circadian rhythm and the day. So a good tip is when you land at the airport, after you're picking your bag, um, go for a walk. Again, walking. Walking is such a powerful tool, right? If you don't have time, when you reach the hotel and do a check-in, go for a walk. Or if you come from a business dinner, go for a walk. Five minutes you need. You don't need more, right? That exposing yourself to the direct sunlight or absence helps to tell the body if it's day or night. If you're constantly inside artificial lights, the body is lost. 
it doesn't know if it's day or night, so it doesn't know how to behave. So you need to help the body. If you are in a stress, a high stress, it doesn't matter if it's stress or not stress environment. Small breaks during the day, again, I insist. Mindful eating. Don't eat at your desk to save time. Those 10 minutes are not going to make sure your day goes faster or smoother. Uh-uh. That's a belief system we created for ourselves. Step aside, pick your meal, look to your meal. What you're eating is going to become you. Whatever you have in front of you is going to be you in today's. It's going to be yourselves. So at least pay attention and you'd be surprised. The amount of people I ask, what did you eat yesterday? Oh, I don't remember. But they all remember what episode they saw from Netflix. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And the food is becoming you. Not Again, I'm picking Netflix because it's an easy example, right? And that yeah. everybody can relate to. But do not eat at your desk. Yes. Make sure, make sure during the day, have some time for yourself. Practice self-care, self-love. It's, and again, don't come with excuse. I don't have time. We're talking about three to five minutes a day. Because re- recovery is like stress. They compound, they accrue, so you, you, you have more, right? So nutrition, movement, sleep, make sure your sleep is not compromised. If your sleep is compromised, it's a sign that something is wrong in your life. Whatever it's your life, something, you might be an overthinker. You know, there's people that are constantly thinking, you know? Yeah. So maybe you have, maybe you're going through a hard time and you're, Scared of being fired. You know, fear, fear, fear is what? An emotion. Emotion causes what? Emotional stress. Do not disregard the power of emotional stress for your well, mental well-being because it has a big impact. Okay. And, and then again, last but not least, time management. Have in mind that time has no value. Therefore, as soon as that minute is gone, it's gone forever. So what you do with your day, it does matter. Because when yeah. you start putting tasks and tasks and tasks and tasks and you don't have time for yourself, let's say the, the walk and th- again, I'm telling you strategies that do not require a lot of time. I'm not saying you Absolutely. need to go to the gym. I'm not that. No, if you commute, fine, commute. Let's, let's live with our roadblocks. Let's live with our challenge and learn how to live better with our challenges rather than being self-negative and say, oh, I don't have time because I have to go to the to commute two hours a day. Well, fine. That's solution. I'm sure we're going to find somewhere in the middle that you're going to be happy with. And that's what yeah. we do, right? So it's, it's important to understand that we overbook the day with more tasks. N- not all the tasks can be completed. That's fine. We pick the ones that are important, non-negotiable, and the rest, dispensable. I think that was wonderfully explained. And that brings me to the last question for today's discussion. And uh, so could you summarize and share top recommendations for coping with stress during work life? Yeah, that's, it's, it's, the, it's more or less the, the, the related to what I explained just now, right? So yeah. make sure that you have one superpower. When we're born, all of us, uh-huh. we're all superheroes. That Very is the true. power of choosing what works for us. And we, yes. neglect it, and we keep neglecting that power. We keep neglecting the fact that, oh, I don't have time. So something, I, I'm just grabbing food on the run. 
I don't have time. I go to, I don't cannot go to the gym. I don't have time to pick my kids at school. I don't have time to deal with my in-laws. I don't have time to do that project. They ask me, (laughs) chill. Yeah. Time is finite. Time is the same for everybody. If you don't have time, the next person don't have time. Now, what is important for us to manage our life? It's important to look into energy inventory, which are the stress management strategies, sleep, time management, nutrition, movement, joy, and fatigue inventory, stress or lack of stress, lack of stress management, work, family. And how is our energy levels? It's like, I always ask this question to to people I coach. If you go on a road trip, do you fuel the tank of your car before or after starting the journey? Obviously, that's great. So why don't you do that with your life? True. You're in a journey. Your life is a journey. Why don't you, and it's like a car that goes on a road trip, an endless road trip. We run out of fuel. What do we do? We stop and we refill. We don't continue on an empty tank. Unfortunately, in life we do. So yes. what is important is to understand when people say, oh, life is a journey. Yeah, like a car. How often do you refuel your car? If you go on a thousand miles or a thousand kilometers trip, probably like three, four times. How many times do you do that in your day? So you need energy. To you can't make your own energy. The way you manage your energy will define your stress ability to answer to questions, to life, to be happy, to ability to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm an happy individual. So thank you so much, Rui. Uh, this was wonderful. And I really loved speaking with you today. Yeah, me too. Uh, like- That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. We hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at FitAerobic or through our website, fitaerobic.com. And remember, failures will only make you strong and better learn. Take care, stay healthy, and live a fulfilling life with FitAerobic.